gentlemen, we don't deserve it. And there's no way that we could earn it. But we get it anyway. We get the salvation. We get the grace. We get the love. We get the guidance. We get the compassion. We get to embrace and hug and love the Holy Spirit. And we get fellowship. And that is what we're doing here today. Welcome, everybody. Another edition, another episode, another show here at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Rise up right here from the Live Free or Die Granite State. And there's nobody else other than Jesus and my family, uh, my immediate family, that I would rather rise up with every single day than all of you. That was Reckless Love by Corey Asbury. And uh, that song is, is, is truly a touching song. Um, you know, I heard uh, when I was a young a youngster, way, way back in the day, uh, I heard something that I'll never forget. And that is um, we all speak the language of music. And I was in the music business for 14 years. OK, and that is true. We all speak the language of music. It doesn't matter who you are on this planet. Nobody is going to tell you I don't like music. Now, somebody might tell you I don't like a certain type of music, but nobody is going to tell you I don't like music. Everybody likes music. It is a blessing and a gift from God. It is one of the greatest blessings from God, music. And it doesn't matter what language it's in. It doesn't matter what uh, type of music it is. Music is a universal language that we all speak. And being able to have worship music that is not secular music, that's its own genre its own everything is such a blessing from god so i want to thank each and every one of you for being here on rise up this morning um of course as always before we go to prayer we're going to pop on the rumble chat so if you are watching on rumble please let us know your name and where you're watching from and if you're watching on roku or fire stick or maybe telegram or maybe you're listening to podcast uh, please uh, consider jumping over to rumble and uh, starting a profile because Rumble is the future. YouTube is the past. Rumble is the future. And even people like uh, Joe Biden, uh, not Joe Biden, <laughs> Joe Rogan, who's the largest podcaster in the world, he said the other day um, that he is even like flabbergasted by the, the growth, the rapid growth of Rumble. So you're going to want to have a Rumble account. You're going to want to be able to chime in. And if you're going to want to share or chat or anything like that, then you're going to have to rumble account, have to have a rumble account. So here we go. Good morning, God-fearing patriots, says Halloween. Katie says, music always helps me out. Same with me. God played Reveille at 420 this morning, and I'm ahead of schedule. There we go. I listen to family radio. It's great, says Jersey. Thank you. Linda from Missouri is watching. Music is healing. Yes, it very much is. Kim from Minnesota. How you doing, Greg? In, he says, Kami, Colorado. How you doing, Greg? Uh, Purple Snowflake is in the building. Good morning, Nanetta. Rob Culpepper from Virginia. Joanne Watt, uh, listening from Oregon. Dana from California. Good to see you. Cindy from Northern Indiana. Hello, how are you? Uh, who else we got? Carol from Illinois. Thank you for joining in. God bless you. And I hope you, uh, I hope you made Jesus the center of your lives this morning. Julie, how you doing? Thank you very much. Cindy Lou, who is in the building. And of course, Janice from Pennsylvania. Now, we've got to praise the Lord that I'm here, folks. We were supposed to get 
this massive winter storm that was going to prevent me from being here. And although it may still come, I doubt it, uh, we're here today. And if God uh, brought me out of bed and held back the storm so that we could do Rise Up, well, then apparently that people need to hear this show today. So again, one more time, please, if you're just joining in, like the video, that's called Rumble, Rumble the video, and please share the link from Rumble out to five social media platforms as we get ready to say our prayer for the morning. So please, remove your hats if you're wearing one, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God in heaven, Lord, every morning we come for come to you in fellowship to give you thanks, to give you thankfulness, to give you praise, to give you worship, Lord. The music, the prayers, the fellowship, the love, the conversation, the debate, the, the, the reading of the word, it's all for you, Lord. All of this is for you. All glory from this show goes back to you. Sponsors that eventually come to this show will go towards rebuilding or building your kingdom, furthering your kingdom here on earth, Lord, and we could not thank you more. We don't deserve it. We can't earn it. And yet you give it to us anyway. And not only did you give it to us anyway, but you gave it to us by sacrificing your own son. Something that you asked Abraham to do thousands of years ago. And of course, you did not ask Abraham to do something that you would not do yourself and you eventually did. And for that, Lord, we give you praise and worship. Lord, we ask that you cover those in an armor of God who are trying to make their way to you, the lost sheep that is trying to make their way back to your voice, calling out in the wilderness. We ask that you show them the way, that you protect them from the flaming arrows of the devil, from the devil waiting around every corner to devour them. We ask that you protect them. Lord, we ask that you bring healing and restoration to those in the LFA family and abroad who are suffering from illness or disease or chronic mental illness or despair or loneliness or depression. Lord, we ask that you intervene for those who are committing suicide today. We have a 30% uptick in suicide since this man-made disease was let loose on the world. And Lord, we ask that you intervene in those lives. And if they still must take their life, Lord, we ask that you intervene in the last seconds and save them. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Folks, I don't know about you, but I get lost in prayer. I get lost in prayer. When I start praying... I just get lost in prayer. I'm thinking, I, I, I'm thinking of Angel Girl says, I'm not getting any pictures. Jeremy on? Yes, we're on. We're on. You should probably try to go through like maybe LFATV.us or maybe JeremyHerald.com if for some reason you're not getting it. But we've been on now for 12 minutes and 29 seconds. Um, a, lot of, a lot of suicide out there, folks. And, 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 and uh, you know, when I'm praying and I'm, praying for such things like that. I'm thinking of these people that are in their last moments of their life. I'm thinking of the cross. I'm thinking of the blood that's spilt from that cross onto the ground. I'm thinking of those that are sick, coughing and, 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 and gasping for air. And, and my wife says, why do you get such vivid? Uh, why do you have such a vivid imagination? Why do you think of things that are so you know doom and gloom? And I said, well, I just think of the things that people are going through out there. I've been there. I know that. I know what it feels like. 
I've, I've li- I lived in the darkness for 36 years. Trust me. I know what it feels like. I know what most people are going through. I know what some of you are going through. It might not be the same exact uh, trial and tribulation that I went through, but I understand darkness. I understand being blind. I understand not seeing even a glimmer of light. I understand having zero hope. I understand being depressed to the point where you want to put a bullet through your brain. I get it. I do. I promise you. I would not preach about it. I would not ask for God's forgiveness for those people that are in that place, for God to intercede in their lives if I did not get it. I do. And I get so lost in prayer. Sometimes it's hard for me to even open my eyes and stop. I want to say hello to Bubba Grump from Seabrook, New Hampshire. You know, we've got a lot of people who watch live from America from New Hampshire, but I don't think that we have anybody except for that uh, person right there, uh, Bubba Gump 44, that watches from New Hampshire here on Rise Up. So thank you, my fellow New Hampshireite. I appreciate that. Lulu Red says, I'm the same way, Jeremy. My mind runs, so does mine. My my mind runs wild. I just, I think of everything and I don't want to, I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. Uh, Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, today's show is titled, You're Closer Than God Than Ever. You're close, I mean, you're closer to God than ever. Right now, all of you who are watching, Shelly Rose, God Chick, uh, Cindy Lou Who, Lacey Barkalo, uh, Katie63, uh, Bumblebee Patriot. What caused you to change your outlook on suicide from thinking you'll go to hell to now believing you can go to heaven? That day, that day when, in which I made that statement, which is a very Catholic, um, Catholic way, a, a Catholic way of thinking. And again, not, hey, another one from New Hampshire. How you doing, Liz? Good to see you. And not Liz, your wife, Eli. She's working. She's not on the chat. Um, that day, I, I, re- I literally realized that day when I had everybody reach out to me and I prayed and I realized, who am I to say what happens in somebody's last breath? Who am I to say what happens when somebody is taking is closing their eyes for the last time? I don't know if God intervened in their life. I don't know if Jesus came to them in that last breath that they took. Who am I to say that? So that day I realized it was wrong. I didn't go on thinking that after that day. That day I was convicted. That moment in which I said that, God really weighed on my heart and said, whoa, 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 whoa. What you're speaking is not right. What you're speaking is not correct. And the reason I titled this show, You're Closer to God Than You Ever Have Been Before, is because you're here. Is because you read that email. You are done searching here on earth for why you're here, and you have started to seek. It's what I told Cordy Williams yesterday. If any of you talk to Cordy, ask him. I said to him, the reason why you called me at 5 a.m., Cordy, the reason why you are, like, crying out for, for, for whatever God's purpose uh, whatever God has for your purpose is because you are st- you have stopped searching and you started seeking. Folks, we talked about it maybe eight, ten episodes ago. Stop searching and start seeking. Searching is an earthly thing of, uh, uh, to do. Seeking is a spiritual thing to do. And I know that you're closer to God than you ever have been before because you are seeking. Now, what happens when you find God for the first time? Or I should say, when God finds you, what happens? We got Mike yesterday, who is the first time, his first walk with Jesus is now. What is he supposed to do once he gets there? It's not up, 
It's not up to us. It's not up to you. It's not up to, it's not up to anybody. If Mike has faith in God, if we have faith in God, then the Holy Spirit will take over, and the next step, they'll cross that bridge when they come to it. We're here, we're to talk about the present, okay? There's a reason why presents are called presents. Gifts, I should say, are called presents. Because the present, right now, is the best gift you can ever have. The present is the best gift you can ever have. So we don't worry about the future because we have faith. We don't worry about the past because it's gone. We worry about the present. We worry about right now. So it doesn't matter what's going to happen next. All that matters is what is happening right now. Are you embracing Jesus? When you heard Jesus knock on your door that this morning, which he does every morning, to bring you the word, to bring you uh, salvation, to bring you comfort. When you heard Jesus knocking on the door, did you open it? When you heard Jesus ringing the doorbell, did you uh, answer the door? When you heard uh, you know, the alarm clock going off, did you get up and did you honor Jesus? Because that's what it's all about, the now. I am so very happy to see people giving me live testimony here, telling me daily, I was saved today. I gave my life to the Lord today. I want to read something to you. It's probably going to make me cry. <laughs> not going to lie. Friend of mine for a very long time, he may not be watching right now, but a friend of mine, goes by the name of Vince. I've known Vince for, well, I'll tell you what. I was in the music business for, um, hold on a minute. I want to stop real quick. Killing yourself goes against God. It does. It does. But in the process of dying, we don't know what happens. Like if somebody cuts their wrist, that action of killing themselves goes against God. But what if Jesus came to them in their last breath? We don't know. Heather said, Jeremy, we had a talk after Rise Up ended yesterday, and your words meant a lot to my husband. The LFA family is a blessing, our family to our family here at home. Again, ladies and gentlemen, to hear people say that they were saved today after knowing that I've been working on trying to help them get to that point it makes me want to just, it's the best feeling in the world. So, again, I was in the music business for 14 years. The person who gave me my first shot, the person who gave me my first spin on, on radio, on actual radio, on the air, was a man by the name of Vince, okay? And Vince has been struggling for the last two years trying he wanted to go to God he wanted to go to God but just like me he was he had a he had a wall he had a block and I've been talking to him pretty much every week every couple weeks he called I need he goes I, I need somebody I need something I need I need I don't know what's what to do I need to talk to somebody I need the word and every time I talked to him he took it in he really did he took it in but then he you know Go back to being, thinking the way he always thought. This morning, I put up a thing on Instagram. You should, if you follow me on Instagram, you should go see it. It shows a cell phone battery fully charged, and it shows a person praying with no charge in them at all, if you can see this. I'm sure you can. Okay, there's the battery on this side. The person over here is praying, and they're low on battery. And it says, many always have their cell phones like this, 100%. 
but their spiritual life is like this, and it shows the prayer with the red bar, barely any charge. Our phones die every day, but we die only once. Charge your soul with prayer like you charge your phone. So I put that up this morning, and ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) he answered, and he said, that was me. Turned to God recently, fully, with an exclamation point, fully. With the world in the state that it's in and all the losses we are dealing with, it's so comforting. It's so comforting. You are closer to God than you've ever been. Patty Patriot says, moving to New Hampshire soon. How great is that? That was me. Recently found God fully. Fully. That word means he's all in. You guys have played poker before, right? I'm all in. That means it's do or die time. He's all in. You know how great that makes me feel? I'm so very blessed. I'm so very blessed. You know... You know the feeling that you felt when you were saved for the first, I mean, when you were saved, right? That feeling that you, um, that you felt when you were saved, that feeling that you felt is nothing. I, trust me, is nothing compared to seeing somebody else saved. Seeing somebody else saved is the greatest thing. It's like, it's the same thing as like receiving a present and giving a present, receiving a gift on Christmas or giving a gift. What's better? We all know it's better to give a gift. It feels better to give a gift. Everything about you, everything comes alive. Your Holy Spirit literally jumps for joy and everything comes to life when you give somebody something. Jeremy, I was saved when you sent the first Bible you sent out. I am so blessed and my life forever changed. Thank you forever, Karen Ma. I remember that. How many people can say that God has used LFA or God has used Rise Up to save people? I don't know the number, but I know if you are in this chat right now, I want you to let the other people know you are one of them. Now, I'm going to read from One Minute Prayer for Dads, and then I'm going to show you a video. A video that I think you should all see. A video that answers what comes next. Once you get into this relationship with God, once you hug him for the first time, what comes next? I'm going to show you what comes next. Immerse yourself, ladies and gentlemen, from 1 Timothy 4, 14 and 15. If you've got your Bibles or you've got your, uh, you've got your one-minute prayer for dads, we're on page 35. Jeremy, have you thought about doing Christian music? I, yeah, I did one. It's called Armor of God. If you haven't heard it, definitely go listen to it. Um, it's on, you can find it on YouTube, Spotify, anything, all, any music site. It's called Armor of God. And my next one, we're already started. Uh, and it's called Say a Prayer. <laughs> You're going to love Say a Prayer. Yes, I'm all in with Christian music, for sure. Um, Cindy said, Jeremy brought me back to God. Well, I would say God brought you back to God. But thank you. I understand what you're, what you're saying. Now, 
35, page 35, 1 Timothy 14, uh, 4, 14 and 15. Do not neglect the gift that you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. So you want to know what happens when you find God or when God finds you, I should say? You immerse yourself. And once you immerse yourself, what happens next? Trust me, you'll have the answer. Not from me, not from Lacey, not from Katie, not from Kathy, not from Jess, not from Eli, not from Crispy, but from God. So, you know the first two steps. Listen, he's calling you every single day. Just listen. All you have to do is open your ears. Listen, he's right there. Oh, you were right there the whole time? My bad. (laughs) Let's go. That's the first step. Second step, immerse yourself. Immerse yourself. Give it all to God. Surrender it all. Whatever he wants you to do, do. Trust me, his ways are better than yours. Share and rumble this video if you have not. As time moves on, dads can expect to progress in their fatherly roles. There will be mistakes, obviously. But as dad comes to as a dad comes to know his children more intimately, he will interact more effectively with them. Quantity not or quality not quantity, guys, right? I don't need to spend all day with my kids if I'm just going to be sitting around doing nothing. I would much rather spend two hours with my kids, giving them each, you know, 20 minutes, a half hour apiece and have it about quality, having God in that conversation than I would spending all day watching mindless television with them. Practice does make perfect. And since dads are on duty 24-7, there is no shortage of lessons to move us along in our dad growth. Lord, I know there's really no such thing as a part-time dad. That would be like you being a part-time God. My calling as a dad is 24-7. I'm always on duty, no matter what else I'm doing. In short, being a dad is a full immersion experience. Or a mom. My progress will be evident to all. Especially to my kids. They are a gift I do not neglect. For all you dads out there that walk away from your kids and have your mom, have the moms raise the child and you have nothing to do with that child, shame on you. You're losing everything. You're losing everything. You'll never get it back. Huh. Well, I was just convicted, actually. I'm going to tell you guys a story that nobody knows outside of my family and maybe Eli. (laughs) Wow. Folks, what you're just witnessing right now is a real-time conviction on my part. And you guys know that I'm pretty honest with you, so here it goes. Before I met, well, not before I met, before I got together with my now, my current wife, Sabrina, my my forever wife, I was never married before. I had children before. 
But after my children and after my first relationship, uh, this was in 2011, 2010. My wife or my, my mother, the mother of my first two children and I split up. Now, I was nowhere near God at this time. And I went on a, let's say I went on a uh, sleeping around, getting drunk phase. Now, I never became an alcoholic or anything like that. And I always kept a job and I always raised my kids. But when my kids were gone with, with their mother, Eli was there, he knows. We were karaoke kings, right? We were going around from bar to bar, singing karaoke, drinking booze, sleeping with tons of women. In that process, I ended up dating a girl named Anna. And Anna was younger than me, and she was in the phase of sleeping around as well. We were just, you know, whatever. So this was 2010, 13 years ago. I was 30 years old. And we were not like a couple, but we were, we were just, we were seeing each other. But while I was seeing her, I wasn't sleeping around. I, I was sleeping around until I started kind of hanging out, dating her, whatever. And then as, as we were together, she kept sleeping around. I didn't know that. And, I, and, I, and I'm speaking to fathers out there who are ungodly fathers who do not want to give their children a time of day. Trust me, I know, I know a little something about this. So anyway, long story short, she came to me one day and she said, I'm pregnant. And I said, Now, in the same conversation, she told me she doesn't know whose it is. It could be one of four different guys, she said. And this, by the way, guys, if you're one of these people out here doing this, there's no good that can come from this. I can promise you, there's no good that can come from that kind of life. So she told me that she doesn't know whose kid it is. It could be a number of any of four different guys. And I remember, I'll never forget it, because if I could go back and do anything over, it would be it would be this. I looked at her and I said, get out of my car. Call me at blood test time. That's what I said. Now, this is from a father who loved his two children, but was nowhere near where I am right now. So give me a break a little bit, okay? So I told her to get out of my car and call me at blood test time. Well, about four months later, I regretted that very badly. Very badly. And I tried to reach out to her and she wouldn't have anything to do with it. And I did everything that I could to try to make amends. I, I, I sent letters. I went to where she worked. I tried to call her. I tried anything that I could to make amends for what I had done. Because I had two kids and I loved being a dad. And I did not want to have a child out there that if it was mine was raised without me. So I did everything I could. I, I, I was a little too late though. I was a day late and a dollar short. We'll say that. During that time of her being pregnant, I did everything I could to try to get a hold of her and she wouldn't have anything to do it. So when she had the baby, she was already dating somebody else, one of the four guys whose baby it could have been, 
and he signed the birth certificate at the time of birth as the father, which immediately took away a lot of any kind of um, any kind of uh, demanding of a blood test that I could that I that I may do. It like he is the father of the baby. He acknowledges it. She acknowledges it. Boom! It was done. So the baby was born. So after the baby was born, I did everything. I got a lawyer. I did everything I possibly could to get back into that child, to get a blood test, to see if it was my child, because I knew I made a grave mistake. A, sleeping around with somebody that's not a wife, and B, rejecting a possible child that could have been mine. What I found out was Nobody can just go around, at least in New Hampshire, you can't just go around demanding a blood test and demanding that a mother gives her child's blood up to see if you're the father, especially if somebody else is already on the birth certificate. Fathers have almost zero rights. Men, I should say, have almost no rights when it comes to demanding a blood test. Women have all the rights, right? I demand a blood test from him, child support. Men, though, it's different. You can't. You just can't go around demanding that somebody give their child's blood. So I did everything I could, and she was having nothing of it. Meanwhile, as the child was growing, I could see on social media uh, pictures that were posted of him. And, I'd, and we, live in a, you know, we live in a town of only 15,000 people, so it's not hard to see each other. Folks, the child is mine. The child looks exactly like me. The child looks exactly like my son. He looks nothing like the father on the birth certificate. It is my child, trust me. Eli, spitting image, right? Same colic, same everything. So I do have a child out there that I do not know. I know, but I do not know, and he doesn't know me. When I got together with my wife, my now wife, I told her all of this. I told my children, too. My children know about this. I don't want to hide anything from them. Because I know someday that boy, man, maybe someday, is going to come knocking on my door. And he's going to hate me. Nothing in this world makes me... More heartbroke than to not be a good dad. And to that boy, I'm not a good dad. And what am I going to do? Blame it on his mother when he does come knocking on the door, telling me how much of a piece of crap I am? can't do that it's not her fault it's my fault so fathers if you are not in your child's life get in your child's life get in your child's life today they are a gift and I do not neglect my children when I just read that for the first time I mean I've read that before But today when I just read that, the Lord convicted me that quick. That means I need to do more. That means I need to do more to get into his life right now. 
But the problem with that comes, folks. But the problem is, is he's got a good life. I see it on social media. He's got a good life. What am I going to do? He doesn't know that I'm his father right now. What am I going to do? Go break up his family? Go break up the relationship that he has with the guy he thinks is his father? I know they haven't told him. You see the kind of conundrum I find myself in, the rock and the hard place? I feel like it's almost selfish if I go to be a good dad to him and let him know that I'm his father, but I break up his family. Now, I know I'm forgiven by God. I do. And I'm not complaining. But I just don't know what to do. So, Father, today, may all praise go to you for your intricate care of us. See, a lot of people understand I wouldn't get involved. You're not, you're, you're his father, but you're not his dad. That's true. That kills me. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's my story. And there's plenty of other stories out there that I have that I've not told you that you probably will hear throughout the evolution of this show. He's 14 right now, 13. No, he's 13, 12 or 13. I think he's 13. So I don't, you know, I, 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 at this point, I'm just, Jeremy, write letters to them and keep them. Hey, that's a good idea. That is a good idea. Leave him alone for now. That's exactly what I'm doing. Trust me, that's exactly what I'm doing. But folks, <laughs> I tried to tell you this was a personal show, didn't I? It's not easy. It's not easy to do this. I know that. But it's good for me. I like the idea of writing him letters. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, you guys got me thinking this morning. I can tell you that. <laughs> you got me thinking this morning. I can tell you that. All right. Amazing love. Let's read from amazing love. John 6, uh, John 638. Because I'll tell you what. When he does come, and I know he will someday, I will show him amazing love. I will show him such amazing love. And, I, and, and, and to be honest with you, I told my children, they know, that I told them that if he ever does come while they're still at home, if, the, if he comes when he's young, I told them, I said, don't get jealous that I get, I, I'm going to give him a lot of time because there's a lot of time to make up for. I said, I'll include you all as much as possible, but understand that there's going to be 
There's going to be uh, alone time that's needed with him and I. And my kids understand. I, I have to be honest with them. Anyway. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Amazing love. Approaching the first Christmas after her husband died, our friend Davidine wrote a remarkable letter in which she pictured what it might have been like in heaven when Jesus was born on earth. It was what God always knew would happen, she wrote. The three were one. Funny. Funny. Because in my newsletter today, I talk about the three in one. Thank you. And he had agreed to allow the fracturing of his precious unity for our sake. Heaven was left empty of the, of the Son of God. Have you ever thought of it that way, folks? I never really have. I never, never thought of it in that way in which the Trinity, the unity was broken up. So not only did God allow his only son to be murdered, beaten, tortured, killed. But he broke up the perfect unity in heaven to do so. So it was a double whammy for God. Have you ever thought of it like that? They were three and one, and he had agreed to allow the fracturing of his precious unity for our sake. Heaven was left empty of the Son of God. Wow. Wow. As Jesus taught and healed people on earth, he said, I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. So glad you came to God, Jeremy. Sounds like you were on a bad road. Oh, I was. I was. But you know, now that I'm an adult, I mean, now that I'm with God and now that I'm 43 years old, I realized that that bad road was needed. Like it wasn't a mistake to go down that bad road because now God's using me because of those experiences that I have that some others maybe don't have or that some do have. And they need to feel validated in the fact that they're okay, that they're forgiven, move on. Maybe that is it. I was on a bad road, but it was definitely needed. I went through years, years of pain and torture in some aspects, actually. Decades. And the only thing that I would change, if I could change anything which I know would probably throw everything else out of whack, so probably I'd change nothing. But I, I, I always say I would never change breaking the law and going to prison. I would never change the people that I hurt, but I would change that story that I just told you about my son. I would change that. I would never have neglected his life because of what his mother did. I would change that. Bubba Gump said, I was a drunk and a drug user, but God forgave me. 
When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, it was the beginning of his mission on earth to demonstrate God's love and give his life on the cross to free us from the penalty and power of sin. I cannot imagine actually choosing to let go of the one that I loved with whom I was once or with whom I was one for the sake of anyone else, David Dean concluded. But God did. He faced a house much emptier than mine so that I could live in a house that was full and with him forever. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You want to know what happens? The third step in getting closer to God than you ever have been before. So the first step is listening to him screaming and calling for your name. Thank you, Sue. The second step is fully immersing yourself in him. Now I'm going to play a video for you that's going to show you your third step. You ready? This is your third step, and this takes all the courage in the world. Some people have it. Some people don't. Here we go. Mental health is fine because I have the Holy Spirit. What about yours? Last I checked, mine's is fine. You know what? You know why mine's is fine? Because I line up with the Word of God. But those who think that putting penises and anuses, that's a, that's a problem to me and it should be a problem to you. You don't put private parts in dirty places. You don't put sacred things in the places it shouldn't be. Anybody that thinks that's normal and fine has a problem. Their mental health needs to be in check. And you know what? Today, I'm here to tell you today, listen, our society has gone mentally ill. Mentally ill. We've embraced sin in favor of righteousness. We've embraced the things of the, of the devil rather than the things of God. And that's why I'm here preaching, because sooner or later, there's going to be a day when you're going to want to kill me. In fact, many of you want to kill me. I've already had someone try to steal my mic and throw it. I've already had people throw things at me, push me, threaten me because I preach the word of God. In many other countries, the preaching of the gospel is illegal. People go to uh, get, get hanged, get stoned, get crucified because we preach that Jesus Christ is the Lord of glory and that his way is right. Listen, it's coming a day when that kind of spirit is going to rule over Canada. In fact, what, what I'm hearing is that the pre prime minister of Canada is starting to put on the loony or considering putting a homosexual on the very dollar loony that we have in Canada. What's happening to our nation where, where we've gotten so far away from God keep our land to put two homosexuals on a loony? I'm going to tell you, we've gone to the loony bin. Our nation has become loony. We've become crazy because we have rejected the standards of God and the younger generation has been birthed up and raised up and taught that homosexuality and lesbianism and orgies and playing around with dildos is normal. And I'm going to tell you something. It's not their fault. It's our fault. It's the older generation because we forgot about God. We, we turned away from the word of God. We put it down and embraced a false, a, 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 a lifestyle that we shouldn't. 
And so these younger people are confused. I guarantee any young person that's listening to me today probably doesn't know what their purpose is, probably doesn't know whether they came from an animal or an ape or anything like that, and that's why they're acting like animals. And most of the young ladies and the most of the young men today are confused. They, they don't know what their gender is. They don't know what their, their sexual organs are all about. They don't know where they're going. They don't know what their purpose is in life. Why? Because they've turned away from the Word of God. But the Word of God tells us that the purpose of humanity is to fear God and to keep His commandments. When we fear God, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You can't be wise without believing in God. In fact, the Bible says the fool has says in his heart that there is no God. It's a foolish person that says that we come from nothing. Got his television. I'm, I'm, my mental health is fine. There he is. Now, you've probably seen his videos before. He's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. He's from Canada. He's been arrested many, many times preaching the word of God just on the side of the street. That's the third step in your journey with Jesus. That's your third step. Publicly professing your love for the name of Jesus and publicly spreading the good news. Nobody wants to hear it. Look at all those people. Look at all those people. Let's mute the video. Let's just go back to the video and just, there you go. Let, look at that. Look at all those people just walking by. Nobody cares. Nobody's listening. A select few, maybe. But that is our job. That is our third step, publicly letting people know the word of God. I'm doing it right now. This is my way of doing it. Will I do that someday? Probably. I have no problem doing that. I'll go outside right now with a megaphone. I have no shame in my game, baby. I was ashamed once. I was lost once, but now I'm found. You guys know the song. What about the song Amazing Grace? Who saved a wretch like me? I have no problem telling people about who I used to be. Why would I? I'm not that anymore. I want people to stay as far away of who I used to be themselves so much that I have no problem telling people about who I used to be. I do it every day, right here on LFA, right here on Rise Up. I also do it in the world. I have no problem doing it. That's your third step courage you're closer to God than you ever have been right now I promise you let's pull up the rumble chat if we can he's planting seeds that's exactly what he's doing God will water them your clothing line is the best for getting the Ired out there. Oh, the word out there. Yeah, I know. That's why I did it. It's exactly why I keep doing it. It's exactly why. They don't care, but when it comes to their judgment day, they'll want to be, yeah, 100%, Ashley. 100%. It's not fearing him in that sense. It's fear of what could happen to you. Yeah, it's a fear in a sense of respect, right? Right? You feared your parents when you were a child, but you loved them and you respected them. You are like Saul. Well, Saul is my favorite, favorite um, historical figure in the Bible. Jeremy, that young man may never know who you are, the, his biological father. Let it go and let God love. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That might never happen. That might never happen, but I do pray. 
I do pray. Fearing God means respect and honor for him, not frightful fear. That's exactly right. In this sense, fear is your friend. Patty, Jeremy, you are changing lives. Well, thank you very much. I, it's, it's, it was what I'm, I finally figured out what I'm here to do. <laughs> I can't wait to wear the You Can't Beat God t-shirt. Well, let me tell you something. I would love a Rise Up t-shirt. Well, we're working on that too. The problem with that is, folks, is that when we put a t-shirt design out there, we got to make small, medium, large, extra large, you know what I mean? Unisex if we just want to do one or men and men and women. And then you got to get like 25 of each size. Ends up costing thousands and thousands of dollars that I don't get back for a very long time. So it's hard to do that. But yeah, we're trying. We're trying. Um, God saves heals and restores says gracie s rose says my 15 year old adopted son is falling from his faith it worries me well it worried me when my son walked away from god too but if you've given them a foundation let them become the prodigal son maybe they're maybe god's journey for them is to go out there fall away from faith and come back to it it's the children that don't have it to come back to that afraid that makes me afraid. But if you give it to them when they're young, they'll come back. I was on another device, so don't show if my chats are showing. Jeremy, I was pra. That's Kristen. Oh, you're, 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 they're showing. I see it. Reach out to his dad and tell him thank you for stepping up in your place. Richard Lanier said that. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Richard. I also raise a stepson. And him and his father and, and me are, are, are actually friends now. Uh, we never were not friends. Actually, I'm the reason why his father even knows who he is and he knows his father. Because when I got together with my wife, he did not know who his real father was. His real father went down the same kind of road as I did. He went to jail, this, that, and the other. And when he came out, his mother, my, my wife never let him see him. And I said, no, a father should know his son. Huh. Practice what you preach, right? And now he has a great relationship with his father, I have a great relationship with his father, and his father thanked me in, that, in saying that same very thing. He said, thank you for stepping up and being a good dad for my son. Greatest thing I ever heard outside of, you know, the gospel. So you might be right. Maybe that's what I do. I just, but again, I don't want to disrupt it. I know that even doing that will disrupt it in some way, shape, or form. So I got to be careful. Folks, we're not going to get through the other books. Um... Aren't you so glad she didn't abort your son? Yes. Very, very, very good point. Very good point. I am. I'm very glad about that. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to uh, the verse of the day because um, we just got too far into talking about, you know, regular everyday stuff. And that's how Rise Up goes, folks. That's how Rise Up goes. You never know what you're going to get, you know? All right. You're closer to God than ever. Verses of the day comes from James 4, 6 through 8. Now, remember when I told you the other day that even your children can teach you something? Well, this verse that I'm about to read you, my five-year-old daughter taught me. Now, I'd read it before, but her talking about it. Oh, don't worry. JB says blood test first. There's no need. There's no need. He's a carbon copy of me. There's no need for that one, but I get what you're saying. Um, my daughter, my five-year-old daughter, her memorizing this actually got me to, to memorize this. So anyway, James 4, 6 through 8, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud, 
but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's the giving the devil the power thing, right? Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Woo! We're going to talk about all of that on LFA at 11 o'clock. But coming up next, Sean Farish, ungoverned. He's been doing a great job. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to do whatever you can to help Sean, Crispy, uh, Isabella, Kevin, Anna, help them get closer to God. God brought them here for you guys. They have so much respect for the LFA audience, the LSFA family. They said they've never seen anything like it. God brought them here for you guys to strengthen them in Christ. So instead of saying, oh, I can't believe that you used the Lord's name in vain. I'll never watch you again. I can't believe you swore. I'll never watch you again. I can't believe that you do that. I'll never watch you again. They believe in God, but they need to be strengthened by God. They need you. Help them. Okay? They have something to offer. Strengthen it. Let it grow. Let it grow. Let it grow. (laughs) Anyway, folks, I love each and every one of you. God bless you. We are going to take you out, as always, the same way that we bring you in. And that's with the same music that you listened to uh, to come into the video. Uh, So we're going to bring you out with that same music today, guys. Remember, I love you. There's no other place I'd rather be at 9 a.m. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making Rise Up the success that it's becoming. I owe everything to all of you. Please, please, please continue to rumble on your way out. Share, 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 and do the same thing with the other hosts. God bless you guys. I'll see you at 11. See you later. Peace. So, so kind.